Well, you don't have to live like a refugee. Come on, Solaris, join it. Do you know that song? No, I don't know that song. What song are you singing? You don't know that you're supposed to go, don't have to live like a refugee. Who Uh, sings that song? Tom Petty, he's dead. God damn it, I'm old. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Whatever. Normally I'm better with that kind of stuff. We were going to have a big musical moment. I shouldn't have sprang it on you. That's my fault. It's totally yes. my totally my, Totally your fault. <laughs> totally my fault. Oh my God. But we are here and this is going to be, well, it's going to be interesting, but it's always interesting. So let's just go ahead and hit the little jingle, Solaris, and get into it. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Woo! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. And I am Lady Solaris, recording live on Zencaster from my closet. That's right. You're in the cl- you're back in the closet, Solaris. I'm back in the closet. We worked so hard to get you out of the closet and to get so many people out, and now perverted podcast. See, look, here's another rumor that's going to start. Perverted podcast forces you back in the closet. This is not <laughs> this is not the reputation we worked for, Solaris. I know, but there's better sound in my closet. It is, and it's it more does, comfy, cozy. It is, and the and the the weather outside makes it a, a cuddly time to hang out in your closet. And psycho fucking new baby puppy will not be chewing on you in the closet. Correct. You have uh, received a new family member. <laughs> A new psychopath. I, uh, I I decided to torture myself and purchase a new puppy. <laughs> well, you know, you've been such a great sadist for so many years. I it's know. probably time you just, you know, jump on the other end of the spectrum and be a masochist to psycho puppy. Oh, definitely psycho puppy. Psycho puppy barked at me half of the day today for absolutely no reason other than he is demanding as hell. Um, Psycho Puppy also sleeps on my feet, which is adorable. So I kind of get both ends of the spectrum. You're like, I hate you. I love you. I hate, that's kind of like yes. my life right now. It's, it's a very, <laughs> you know, it's a little little uh, sugar with a little lemon. A little yes, sweet definitely. and sour. Well, Solaris, anything uh, other than getting the puppy, uh, anything fun? Have you played it all recently? I haven't, actually, since... Um, since things have opened back up, I've just been so focused on trying to continue with soap and get soap cemented again, which is the social, which is the social of age players. Um, it is a party that uh, my husband, Caleb, and I run. Um, just trying to get that back up. I haven't really been focusing on playing, but I've been thinking about it and I'm <laughs> supposed to teach a class soon. So that needs to happen. <laughs> Oh, my God. So if people want to uh, get a hold of Social of Age players, where would they find you? Soap-LA.org. Fantastic. Now, Solaris, this is going to be weird, what I'm going to do right now, but it's for your protection. And uh, I had an incident happen at a place that we will now refer to as Doorway, as long as you are with me 
on this uh, okay. show um, because I can't say the name in your presence because that will cause trouble for you, which I will explain when you're not here. Um, but I do have a situation that happened at, at, at a place where you also are affiliated and, uh, and I don't want you to be getting in trouble because we both know the history uh, of people getting in trouble for speaking out about doorway. So what I am going to do, you have to say, Boogie, I do not approve of you talking about anything bad that has to do with a certain place. Boogie, I don't really approve of you talking bad about doorway. (laughs) Okay, good. Now that we have said that, you have officially voiced your concern that I not share about that place. That being said, you can still not be uh, a part of this segment. I'm only going to do a short amount of time, so I'm going to actually kick you out of this session, and yes. I will I will text you. Uh, just sit there. I'm going to talk for about 10 minutes, so don't go anywhere. I'm going to talk, okay. and then I'll give you a little text on the thingy that's set up right now, and then come back on, and you can join me so you are not a part of this because this is my show, and I can talk about whatever the fuck I want. You don't have to be involved, so... Everyone say goodbye for a moment to Lady Solaris. She will come back in just a moment. Bye. Okay. All right, kids. So, Perverted Podcast, we remember, obviously, this is about threshold. um, And I don't really want to get too into it because the post that is coming up in FetLife that Lady Solaris and I are going to talk about. Kathy is, of course, still on her thing that she's handling her business. I've talked to her a couple of days ago. She's hanging in there. She's getting stuff done. Hopefully, we can get her back really soon. But in the meantime, uh, we have people to talk about these amazing topics that apply to our lives in kink, relationships, communication, and stuff like this. It's a very great topic that's coming up. So I don't want to spend too much time in this. I have made a very lengthy post. If you are on FetLife, um, you can go to my FetLife page, my Count Boogie FetLife page, or you can go to the Perverted Podcast FetLife page. And I have posted this entire whatever my defense thing and that it's on there. Um, But I do not stand down to bullies. You have known this for years. I have suffered great throwing out ofs and being kicked outs. And I have had many things in my life because I do not stand down to people that um, gather against you. Um, So this is a situation that was very bullshitty. It was handled bullshitty. And so I'm going to talk briefly about it. I did go to Threshold. This uh, weekend, because remember, I was talking about it like a fucking idiot, you know, because we went last month and apparently going last month must have really set off some people because they were waiting at the door for me, basically. Like, I didn't even get my fucking wallet out before a board member was there telling me that they had to talk to me with other board members. So uh, I walk in like a dope. And I got my toy bag and I'm going to go, I'm going to hang out, maybe write some jokes and do maybe see some people, try to flirt with some girls and then get some play going. And uh, and so they pull me aside for this conversation, but they didn't actually pull me aside. They specifically one board member in particular, I'm going to do my best to not mention names and keep my 
visceral anger and hatred to a minimum because you guys know I'm a fucking crazy hater. Um, and this was really shitty, but I'm still trying to figure out how to approach this because it's still a club. People still play there. Um, Solaris still has soap there. Um, that's why she can't be on here because we know from the last incident that happened around episode 190, which I will be posting again, um, that threshold leadership has policy of not letting anybody disclose facts about safety problems in leadership problems with the clubs um, there. It's like North Korea. You will be kicked out. And that's what we went through the last time. And I don't want Solaris to go through this. She's my friend. She of course remains neutral. She's very outspoken about things that happen at threshold. Um, and so I don't want her to get in trouble because that's what happened the last time to the other people that wanted to openly and honestly discuss problems uh, at threshold. So I go in there. They pull me into the lobby. They don't take me into the office. They don't take me anywhere. I am completely unaware of what is going on. The second they said they want to talk to me, I figured because I know they hate me there. There's people there that do not like me there. There's some people that uh, know who I am and what I was, but there's a lot of new people. They have no idea who I was. All of the rumors about me being a predator and all this shit and lies and whatever to make themselves feel better, whatever. They don't know me that well. So instead of having a meeting with me, instead of letting me know anything that this was even occurring, they pull me into the lobby of Threshold. When you walk in the door, you go through the door, and then there's like a little foyer where a fireplace used to be, kind of a patio, and it's like literally, you know, right next to an open lobby area where there's probably 15 or so people milling about talking and things. This is a community party, so there's non-members present, and three board members flank me and begin to accuse me uh, of, like, from four years ago to uh, up until they kicked me out of threshold that I was part of a, a large embezzlement scheme that they've been stewing about for a couple of years now. They've been trying to figure out what it was. Um, and they accused somebody that used to handle money at threshold uh, of a very, very large amount an unrealistically large amount of money being stolen from threshold. And I knew as this was going on that at some point, Somebody would probably, who doesn't like me, try to rope me into this shit. And, and this is exactly what happened. So they accused me. They said, oh, we saw a discrepancy in the bank accounts. They have no real information because the, they don't have – Threshold has been notoriously bad at book, bookkeeping for years because they have uh, new leadership every year voted in. And so everyone makes changes and doors and whatever. I mean, this is historically – difficult to manage there is no clear path to the financial history of threshold so every board has to kind of make up and try to figure out what was going on in the past so um they were accusing me of being a part of that they were accused they accused me not of the the big big money that they say was stolen but they said that i was paid double checks that they said, and once again, I got no information. I got no call. I there was no due process. I was not brought 
into any meeting, any normal procedure, if you're going to try to ban somebody that you would do for any consent violation, accusation, for any breaking of the rules, for any anything, there is a process where you tell that person, hey, there is a conflict with you. Somebody has posted a complaint about you, whatever. There is a fucking due process. And you go through that and you sit down with the people at, at, on the board. They can build a committee. They will talk to you and say, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. I got none of that. They pulled me into the public lobby of Threshold and accused me of being a fucking thief in the middle of the fucking Threshold lobby and told me I was banned for life. So as you can imagine, I was blindsided because I thought – Oh, they're going to ban me because we talk about Threshold now on the show, which, of course, it's like North Korea there, so you're not allowed to do that. So I figured at some point they would use that as an excuse to stop me from going there. So And then they just literally, like, they, they're telling me I'm a fucking thief. So to make a short story long, I'm just at about the time where I have to end this. You can go look up all the blah blahs on FetLife. Um. The only thing I can think of is I don't I when I was there I didn't have a lot of bills so I didn't cash my checks on a regular basis. So I would go to the bank and cash two or three checks at a time and then not go for a couple months. So that's the only thing I can think of but I can't defend myself because they gave me no amount. Like who the fuck can't even give you an amount? I know people that owe me money from fucking 20 years ago. I can tell you how much they owe me. They wouldn't nothing and they had no interest whatsoever in me defending myself or how that process would work or whatever. They wanted me fucking out and they wanted me to fucking leave. So as you can imagine, I'm a very aggressive person. It might have got a little heated and everyone got a nice show. Some snowflakes who eavesdropped into the conversation, heard things I said and got offended because they can't find things to be offended in their own life. They actually have to eavesdrop into people's conversations to get fucking offended now. So they ended the converse. They tried to kick me out once and I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking leave because I was fucking pissed. And then they got all like, oh, this is happening. And I'm like, okay, don't kill people. Don't kill people. Don't punch this little fucker in the fucking face while he's giving me that smug look. Don't do it. So... That's basically the gist. Sorry if this is all messy. I'm at my 10 minutes. That's, the, that's where I stand right now, that I, I was thrown out of threshold. I wasn't given a due process. I wasn't allowed to whatever. I'm at the bank today. I'm looking through all my bills. I'm looking through every deposited check I have. I'm trying to get all that printed out. So at some point, if they decide that they'll allow me to defend myself, and then I have to decide, do I want to? Do I want to go through this? And they know this because they know I'm, you know, at least some of the people, they know I'm homeless. They know I'm fucking dealing with all sorts of shit. And they know this is old. I'm fucking tired. I am tired of fighting threshold drama. I thought I could go back and just enjoy after years and years of service. Nine years I was at threshold. I was a schmuck just like everyone else doing everything for free. And then it was the fat times and I, I, I. I charged a certain amount of money, about a thousand bucks a month, anywhere from a thousand to thirteen hundred a month, to handle all the shit nobody wanted to do. And that was when I got paid. But the nine other years that I worked there was about my integrity and whatever. And for you to accuse me of being a fucking thief and trash that integrity that I have, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you and your fucking ass, and not even give me a chance to to defend myself. To just say, get the fuck out. But 
That being said, shit, I'm over the 10 minutes. I'm sorry. I got to text Solaris any minute. Okay. Sorry, but you're my family. You're my fucking family. Perverted podcast is my family. So I have to tell you what's going on in my life. It's still one of the only clubs where people can go and be relatively safe. There are thousands of people that go into that club that have gone into that club. Some of the people that I hate more than fucking anything right now, I acknowledge they have put in more time than I have to help people discover themselves and not feel judged for being who they are. So the mission of Threshold is still an amazing mission, regardless of shitty, scared people or ignorant people or conniving people or fucked up people. It's still a basically good place and a safe place to go. And so I'm very conflicted because I want to see that fucking place burn because I'm so sick of being shit on. But at the same time, I, I don't know how to proceed. So I'm telling this is it. I'm telling you what I think, think I'm telling you what I feel. I wish Kathy was here to deal with this with me because I fucking, she was, I told her about it. She was ready to go off, but she's got to deal with her shit. So that's it. That's my potato fucking mayhem. I went into a club like a dope thinking I was going to have a nice time and hang out and just, you know, be a part of what's going on. And instead, I was I was accused of, of being a thief. So that's where I'm at. And here's where it is. You either believe it or you don't. You either believe me or you don't. Some people are going to be like, you're a fucking thief. They said you're a thief, so you're a fucking thief. Some of you are going to go, I've been listening to your show for fucking years. It doesn't seem like you're the type of person that would do that. Either way, it doesn't matter. The information has been put out, and I'll be goddamned if I'm going to have that slip out and me not say it myself. This is where it is. So if you want to believe what you want, I don't give a shit. Like, there's worse shit I've done in the past. <laughs> there's out of all the reasons I could be fucking kicked out of threshold. Not kick me out for something I did. God damn it. All right. Fuck it. I'm sorry. I've gone. I went over the 10 minutes. Um, you don't have to listen. You can listen to other shows or skip ahead. All right. Hang on. I'm trying to text Solaris. Come back. Okay. All right. Give it a minute. <laughs> Let's see right there. Let's see if she's there. Hello. I are you there? Back. Yes, <laughs> you, I am. Are you there? It's, yes. I am so glad. Let's just say I talked about flowers. Awesome. I talked. I talked about joy. I talked about things that you have no idea what it was. And thank you so much for being patient. I know I said 10 minutes and I went over 10 minutes. But uh, that's fine. I just watched random TikTok videos. It's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> and Caleb's watching the fucking psycho puppy. So technically, yes. any amount of time that you're away from psycho puppy while it's learning and training is is good time. All right. Well, then, Solaris, now that I've talked about all my flowers and stuff like that, how about if I push this little button here and we get into a fat life topic? Sounds great. That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, the author of every post we talk about has given us specific permission to do so. All right, so this is a... I love this post. I'm just going to get into it. So Freya 
I think it's Froya or Froya or Froya frozen yogurt. I, Froyo. I fucking love frozen yogurt. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Froya wrote the next step. And the next step goes. It's a short post, but it's, it's really wonderful. So what's the next step? When you've come to that moment and life is no longer shaped as a ladder, or it could be, but you figured out that the never-ending climbing ladder might not be the obvious answer. When you've traveled around the world, when you've climbed Mount Everest, and you have no interest of traveling to Mars, what then? I've come to realize that growth might not be so connected to the outside as I used to think. Maybe the next step is a journey towards the insides to find internal peace. Just writing this makes me think, oh, I'm really far out. But then again, far out means it's a good thing. I guess it will really be a hard journey. And I also suspect that that step will not have the shape of a step. But I'm really eager to pack my rucksack and get started. Oh, my God, I love that post. It's just very interesting because I feel like everybody on the planet has started to come to this realization. I think I absolutely, maybe not everyone on the planet. There's some people who. No, maybe not everybody. But I think, <laughs> I think through the COVID, I think through COVID, it really kind of made people start to second guess, why the hell am I trying to climb this corporate ladder? Why the hell am I trying, you know, trying to do all of these stupid things that people keep telling me that I have to do in order to continue to like one up in life, in order to get to the next level in the game? I think when you're, when the place you're in has said you have to move, kind of like COVID or losing your job or being trapped in inside with somebody that you fucking hate for two years to where you realize this isn't a great relationship or any other number of things, your point of view may not have enough light to kind of see where that next step is. Because, you know, we, we talk all the time. Oh, I have this point of view, that point of view. Remember, the word is point. I know we're speaking metaphorically, but a yes. point is a very small a very small thing. You have a point of view. It doesn't mean you get the full picture. You don't have a full view. It's not said I have a full view. It says you have a point of view, which means that if you are only able to look at this point of view, you can't see all the other options of dealing with life. And that's where that next step comes in. Because when I get to the, like right now with everything that's going on, not just fucking that place that I won't talk about with you. Um, but all of the things in my life, what I have done in my life is not working. As far as me being a happy person, it is not working. So I need to take another step. And what I've, I've shared before a number of times is because what's not working now is not working based on all my points of view, that step may not look at all like the step I think it should, like they said in the post. It may be a completely different thing. It may be a completely different way to go about approaching my happiness or who I am as a person. It may be a completely different way to look at my kink, my kink relationships, my dynamics, my orientation, my lack of orientation, my identity, all of those things that are 
wrapped up in my point of view, I just might not have enough light, which means you have to take a different path. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, you know, over time, trying different things in order to succeed in quotations, as well as in order to find happiness or to be happy, because that's all it seems like people are telling everybody that they should be all the time, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, I completely understand that. It, it, I do personally believe that it does start with, from within that cli- climbing the ladder. And I think that being an individual that has disability really puts that thing into perspective, which is why I've been in therapy for so many years, because I have had the pressure of climb the ladder, you know, go to college, graduate college, get your job, climb, you know, in the corporate structure and then, you know, make lots of money and then retire and all this other sort of shit that I was told. Um, I was even told in the community itself, you know, this, these are these steps that you have to take in order to be the dominant that you want to be. And I tried to smash the relationship that I had with my husband when we first started in the community into that tiny box that everybody around me kept telling me that I had to climb the ladder in order to be, quote, successful as a dominant. Right. Through, through my through learning about myself through you know expanding the relationships that i have through actually really learning from the younger generations quite frankly people sure, who sure, sure. have come in and have different perspectives and kind of don't care like that like rules are not necessarily set in stone in terms of of you know how you have to do this that or the other thing right all those things put together have really made me understand and realize that I'm the only one that can set that path, but I'm with you on sometimes you have no idea how to get to that next step. I'm current. I think we're all at some point in our lives in stuck in that. I know I am COVID hit me hard because as someone with a disability, some, I did not leave the house for over a year, really until I got vaccinated. I didn't really leave the house. I had everything delivered and my husband, we were very, very lucky, very grateful. He got to work from home and we did not feel the financial effects of the pandemic, but I felt the, I personally felt the effect on my career, on my ability to do a lot of the things that I was doing before. And I right now am in a position where I, I do feel stuck and right. There's things that I keep doing that I've done in the past over and over again that don't seem like they're going to get me to happy, but I keep doing them because it's the only thing that I know how to do. So <laughs> that is, I mean, I think that is universal and, and yeah, it, it, for me, it boils down to fear because oh yeah, to change to realize that what you're doing is not working obviously hurts your ego, especially when you start getting older and you think you know some shit. You know, I have a show. I talk. I speak great wisdom of my my <laughs> amazingness. And to all of a sudden be like, you know, I may know a couple things, but I don't know who Boogie is. I don't know who this person is. I know he's fucking terrified. I know he has a lot of fears. I know he has a lot of pain and he and and I'm not comfortable in my own skin 
and the voices in my head are just a, a daily battle. But it's you get so scared. You do the same thing, even though you know it's not going to work. You do it because that's all you know, because it's kind of like a, a just an existence. Like because I'm so scared. Like I know doing other things, seeking new wisdom. Uh, even revisiting old wisdom that maybe is in my head um, that I just haven't been doing. And I just don't remember that I'm not doing those things anymore. It, to me, it, it represents a fear of more pain than I can handle. Cause right now I'm just like electric. I'm just in so much, just constant battle fight or flight. You know, I went from the heat and I'm like, Oh, just survive the heat, just survive the heat of summer, just survive the heat of summer. And now all of a sudden, Oh, it's fucking cold. Now I got to survive that, you know? And, and, so you're so afraid of more pain because there's no way you're going to look inside and not see shit you don't like. There's no way that you're going to see things that are going to humble you, that are going to make you realize your faults and your vulnerabilities. So I think so many people are afraid of that, that we just kind of buoy along with the same shit that we do, even though we know it doesn't work. But at least it kind of just keeps this existence going where at least I know this. And I can kind of survive in this shitty relationship and this shitty job and this shitty point of view about who I am and how I should uh, uh, be with other people. But ultimately, it comes for me, it comes down to a fear. And and I can't do it anymore. I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to fucking take another step. And I don't know what that step's going to be. And it's scary. Fear, I think, is my primary driving factor of literally everything. Right. Um, I say that because I am a person who has been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, sure. um, with panic attacks. Um, I am. I went through a lot of therapy in order to get to the point where uh, it's not as impactful in my life. But anything I do, it's there's always, well, wait a minute. What if this, what if that, what if this, and it does stop me from doing a lot of things in my life, from making certain decisions, um, that as well as disability, there's things that like mentally I feel like I could handle, but physically because of my disabilities, I cannot, which is also a, a, just a shit show in itself because to mentally want to do something so bad, but physically not be able to do it is very difficult, especially when it's a step that I feel like could get me, you know, a step forward, could get me one step closer to happiness. Sure. If you Um, had the energy, if you had the energy and the physical, and I, I mean, I know the things that you have to go through, so I, I surely wouldn't compare mine, but I wake up every morning in, in pain. Of course. Yeah. No, that's Curled in a ball with my back, uh, you know, it's arthritic. It's not going to go away. I have things, you know, I have when you feel and I can't even imagine what it's like to have to all of also add 500 doctors and all the shit that you have to go through on that. But there is something when you start getting older and shit starts falling off for you or, or if you're younger and you have physical limitations, you don't you're like, it's going to hurt and picking up a fucking anything hurts. And so you add that to, oh, I want to do this. Oh, you got to put in 12 hours. Oh, you got to go and do this thing and climb this ladder and do this. You're like, uh, it's just going to hurt. I don't want to do it. 
Yes, correct. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pick it. Like I have a like like I know my hurt level by how much change I would be willing to pick up on the ground. Like there's so many times because I'm cheap as motherfucking shit. I am the cheapest person in the fucking world. Like I'll see quarters now and that's laundry money right there. I will see quarters and go, fuck it. Let a kid have it. I've seen dollars and I'm like, I am. It is going to hurt more than that fucking dollar is worth in my pocket. Just walk away (laughs) on a bad day. So, so yeah, physical has, has something to do with it, but getting, let's get to, the hope. So we acknowledge there's fear. We acknowledge there needs to be another step. We acknowledge that that step might not look from our current point of view, what we think it will. How we find that step is, is obviously the first step is admitting that you need to take a step. The first step is to go, what I'm doing is not working and I need help. I need other points of view or I need objective points of view to point out that my points of view are not the points of view that used to be better for me. But no matter what, you need to start with that first step. That I don't know how to get myself out of this by myself. And it's you got to set down that ego, which for me is, and, is catastrophic. And really kind of putting that to the point in terms of hope. One of the one of the researchers, writers that has really helped me has been Brene Brown because of her research in shame and vulnerability and her really kind of talking about who you should and shouldn't talk to about your deepest things. Oh, yeah. Has been very helpful because (laughs) I'm able to be a vulnerable person to certain people who can then go, uh, what you're thinking in your head is stupid. You should do X, Y, Z, or wait a minute. Maybe you want to rethink that. That is amazing. People that, yeah, it's people that I very much so trust. So highly recommend speaking to people that you highly trust and become vulnerable with them. Even though, like we said before, it is scary as hell. There is well, a lot of fear there. Well, I want to get back to this person you talked about in this thing, because you just said something that's my thing. My loud fight, like I try to be so honest and give so much information to people and just barrage them with facts that will make them think, oh, he's got to be telling the truth because he's given us all this fucking crazy information that no fucking human would share because it makes him look like an asshole. But I have consistently been burned, burned homeless burned thrown out by what i share with people so i would love to get some information on who i'm supposed to share with and who i'm not because apparently i have no fucking clue i have always been like this talk to everyone be open with everyone go to the bus stop and tell the guy i had a dick up my ass when i was seven years old just fucking you fuck it dude tell everyone everyone disclose be an honest person and you know what it fucks you it Always, fucks because you so bad. It fucks you I legally. Tell people, it fucks yes. you morally. It fucks you everywhere. I tell people all the time. Always. Because I have had to learn this a lot over many years. Because a lot of people, when they meet me initially, feel that I am a cold and mean person. I don't know if I have resting bitch face. You do. I don't know if it's because I, I do. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I um I I tend to listen more than I speak in conversations with people because I'm very curious about people and about 
I don't know. I'm just very curious about people. It's entertaining. I don't know. It's entertaining. I like listening to people talk about themselves. Right. Um, and I tell people a third of the people may like you. A third of the people are going to be neutral and a third of the people are going to hate you. So basically two thirds of the people don't matter. Right. I probably have they- about 60% on the hate <laughs> side. I'm kind of an aggressive person. Maybe the other way. I don't know. Solaris, this is an amazing conversation. I am so glad that I did not spend a whole show on the other thing because I'm so glad we talked to this because it's, I mean, this is my therapy being on this show and having to think about these things. And like this post that Freya wrote that just it, we have to find other points of view. We cannot stop learning. If you are suffering, it's because something that you are doing is not working. There is a possibility to find that step. And then the next step after that, you don't have to worry about because you just got to find the first step. And that first step may be just literally opening yourself up and doing a little research to find things. Like I just heard you talk about somebody that had something that absolutely impacts me and i'm like can you please write that down because i'd really like to read some of that shit and see if i can get a new point of view out of it an amazing topic solaris thank you so much for hanging out with me and i know it was a little weird because (laughs) all the shit went down (laughs) you were were probably going to do some promoting that you are not going to be doing now um so no but i could promote myself ladysolaris.com that's right god damn it well solaris uh thank you so much for being here and and we're definitely if you're willing to come back i'd love i love hearing you talk and of course as always 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 absolutely well solaris loving kisses happy psycho puppy training time Yay. Thanks. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Oh, that's hot. (laughs) To somebody, I'm sure. You know, Enigma, if Kathy is going to be out handling her stuff, (laughs) I just want to feel like I can burp with someone. I just okay. want to be, feel okay. like thank you for letting me do that. You're you're welcome. I'm I'm glad I could be there for you, Boogie. It was really difficult to hold that for the four seconds that the computer was lining up to start recording. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, it was it was definitely a deep one, so I I I, I appreciate that. I was uh, it was. <laughs> this is how we start your segment, Enigma, because <laughs> you're special. Thank it's you. good to have you back. Any good stuff to report or what's going on? How's the uh, how Halloween haunt you're doing? Um, the the haunt that I'm working on is a lot of fun. Um, it we we did get a uh, wrench thrown into our engine this past weekend. California uh, inst- instigated a much more intense mask mandate for large gatherings, right. which an amusement park or any haunted attraction is going to be. Um, but it's been uh, actually kind of a a lesson in in creativity. Um, cause our, our makeup artists have had to figure out how to put our makeup on top of masks so oh. we can still, so I can still look like a creepy monster man, but now I have a mask and so I'm a lot safer and, um, and I can still do my job and get people all scaroused. So, um, are you guys having uh, reports of, of COVID to my knowledge, no. Um, I I personally have been trying to get tested every every couple weeks working at Six Flags, but um, 
I, to my knowledge, we haven't had anybody show up with COVID, but I don't know if they would tell us. Well, no, you, I'm just saying, have you had outbreaks amongst employees and stuff like that? Yeah, as, as far as I know, yeah, no. no, we have not. All right. Well, so far, so good. And uh, any nice boobies flashed at you yet? I keep thinking <laughs> at some point, has someone ever flashed you? No one has flashed me. I do get... And I do get called uh, daddy quite a bit. Um, <laughs> That's a win. Usually it's in a joking manner, but every once in a while, someone goes, screams, yelps, goes daddy and starts blushing. Um, <laughs> I do get hit on by older women a lot. Fucking cougars are awesome, uh, dude. No, I need I, a no. cougar. There was one on, I think it was Saturday this past weekend, who I went up and scared her. And instead of screaming, she turned and... I don't know how to describe the look, but the look of, like, I'm going to take you right here sort of look. And um, I, like, and her friend was like, she likes to get whipped as she's pulling her friend away. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. Y'all don't Uh, run. Yeah, come back. Uh, Your your beat got sad. (laughs) I'll, I'll give you my Instagram or something. Let's figure it out. Um, so yeah, I, I, I get, I get little bits of like inklings of, of scarouseness, but, uh, other than that, nothing, nothing really, um, super exciting happens. Okay. Perverted podcast listeners. We're on a mission. If you ever go to Six Flags Magic Mountain and you go through Enigma's haunted maze, God damn it. Show them some titties or ass. I mean, um, or, if, a, or if, a big flopping dick. I don't know. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to make people offended. Apparently, I offend a lot of people. And the best I'm, way you probably don't want to see the dick. Do you? You're not a dick person, are you? I mean, if it's attached to a femme person. Okay, fair enough. So I'm not, there I'm you not, go. I'm not you're as, open. as yeah, I'm not open. I'm open to it. I'm not as uh, genital specific as as me. Um, <laughs> I was going to say in general, but sh- sure. Um, uh, you know, but like if, you know, if it's a cute person, I, you know, I don't really care what's between the legs. So. Well, fantastic. I never, I actually never knew that. I mean, I knew you were a switch and that you were, I just never knew what you uh, identified as as orientation. Cause I guess it really doesn't matter because we're not going to fuck. So it's true. It's true. But God damn it. So then that gives you more options. Everybody flash enigma. Mm-hmm. If I'll, you're cute. I'll take it. If you're cute. But what qualifies as cute? I don't even know anyway. God damn it. <laughs> There's so many questions. It's been a long week for me. Don't ask. Um, mm-hmm. So we got two topics, and I actually really like both of these topics. I especially like the uh, the second one. Um, but let's do – can we do the, uh, the legal one first? Sure. So our first article up comes from whbl.com. Um, it's a pretty short article, but if you wanted to find more on this topic, it's pretty easily Googleable. Um, the article is called California Law Prohibits Secretly Removing Condom During Sex. Uh, first off, me, uh, Enigma, is pissed this even had to be a law, but humans are shit, and so this was a necessary thing. Uh, Governor Newsom signed in a law that prohibits removing a condom during sex without consent, an act that is often called stealthing, making it a sexually battery offense. Um, It is the first law of its kind, and it passed with no opposition, thank God. The assemblywoman responsible for the bill, Christina Garcia, um, said that this was 
something affecting both women and gay men, and it was just getting worse. Um, she also cited a study that, you know, we, we wish didn't need to happen, uh, but needed to happen to show the numbers of how bad this was actually getting in our country. Okay, so first off, we did talk about this, I think, uh, a couple months ago, and and you had brought this up, and we had talked that this law was getting ready to be passed. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy that it was passed. Now then, it's very important to point out that this was passed as a civil law. This is not... They, they have not yeah. passed a criminal uh, law against stealthing, primarily as somebody who has a lot of defense lawyers in the family, um, that it, this is an almost impossible he see, he versus they or them. Let me say this again. God damn it. <laughs> this is a really hard case to get a legal conviction out of because it's a he said she said or a he said he said or that was what i was trying to get to Mm -hmm. um whoever it's a it's not an easy case to prove but civil cases are much easier uh and there needs to be a lot less factual evidence in order to get some sort of judgment or compensation uh in so that's why i'm sure they went for this route instead of trying to tie up the courts for years and years and years uh, on a legal case for stealthing. Right. So um, I hear the hatred coming. <laughs> and I hear I hear the douchebag saying, well, what are we supposed to like you know, write a write a waiver out every time we want to have sex? Um, if that's what you need <laughs> to not violate someone's consent, and to find out exactly what another human being wants during sex with you, yes. Mm-hmm. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. It's a simple negotiation. It's a simple conversation. We talk about it in this lifestyle ad nauseum. Negotiation can be sexy. It is about two people that both should be getting something out of that. Even if you're going to objectify someone in play, we have to learn that humans deserve a level of respect before and after and during their sex. Very much so. Um, yeah, and I think that, that this it's it's it goes back to the whole like, oh, it doesn't feel good or I don't. Uh, I can't feel sensations as well as, you know, I can without it. But, like, it's it's about respect and it's about, like, if you're having better communication with your partners, maybe you can try different kinds of condoms. There are different kinds of condoms out there. There are ones that are thinner, thicker. They have special kind of lubes that give you all tingly sensation while you're using it. Like, they have different kinds of things that you can try. So if like, if you're not comfortable with a standard issue condom, you can try other things. You can try an internal condom. You can try like, there are ways to work with what you're comfortable with, but just saying, I don't want to do it or tricking your partner and saying, sure, I'll do it. But then taking it off and fucking them without it. Like that's shitty. That's douchey. That's, that's not okay. And if anybody is listening to this podcast and it is, is happy doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for Boogie, but stop listening to the podcast because I don't want you as a fan. <laughs> well, I am on two sides of the spectrum on that. In okay. in my in my one, I do agree with that. On the second one, no, keep listening to the podcast <laughs> until it sinks into your fucking head 
that there are two people involved in this scenario. And if you are so obsessed with the feeling uh, of not wearing a condom and to the point to where you have to basically assault the person that you are playing with, you are not mature and grown up enough to have sex. Mm-hmm. You should go and have sex with a pound of hamburger meat and you don't have to use a condom. Put it in the microwave for, a, you know, like 15 seconds and then go fuck it. You don't deserve to fuck humans. I'm saying that extra loud. I'm in the library. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, How you doing? <laughs> but, it is, but it is true. The whole it doesn't feel right and whatever. I mean, wah, wah. I understand mm-hmm. I have a dick. But the reality is, is none of that matters. It does not matter if the other person does not want something inside them that is not protected. Then that is the end of the conversation. Go fuck someone else. There are plenty of people who don't want to have sex with condoms. That is the person that you need to play with. That is willing to take that risk with you. You don't get to lie to somebody and manipulate and non-consensually assault that person just because you like the feeling. You are not mature enough to have sex. Now, if someone is a sociopath or a psychopath, you're going to run into a lot of problems. And that's why they have to create laws for people like that to give some sort of accountability, to give some sort of recourse that you can be punished to let people know. You are going to negotiate your sex. Or you should not be having sex. Oh, it kills the spontaneity. No, it doesn't. And if your spontaneity means, like, be a rapist, then you, once again, it it, it keeps coming back to the fact that this is not a fuzzy line. Yeah. You have to talk about your sex. Because there's two people involved. Get the fuck over it. Or go get a pound of hamburger meat. <laughs> right. Yeah, I it's 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 such a I, I it's 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 one of those things that I, I can't understand why people do it. Like there's there's other things that we've talked about that is edgier or pushy that like I can kind of understand where this comes from, but why what what it's so selfish to to just think of like oh it, I like it feels better or I like it like this so I'm gonna basically punish my partner for for not wanting to do it the way that I want to do it. Well, and... I mean, I can understand. I can absolutely. I'm a fucking animal. I want to do everything that I want to do. I can completely understand being selfish. We're all fucking selfish at different levels. Where I can totally understand. I am not going to take away your desire to not give a fuck about another human being because I have billions of humans that I don't give a fuck about. But the reality is, is that is an instinct. That is a desire in a part of my brain that is underdeveloped. And that's okay that that's there. But the reality is, is your action in real time needs yeah. to be respectful of the fact that there is another person and that their limits are of value to this society. That's why they created a law to protect them when you don't care about them. Right. But I get it. I mean, I understand. Sure. I wish every fucking I, I why I would fucking go up and literally every woman that I'm attracted to, I would say, lay down. I'm going to fuck you now. 
every <laughs> single one. And if they said, well, I guess, you know, you're the guy, so I'll do it. Great. But that's not how it works. That's that not just not how it works in a working society. Right. It works like that in nature with lions and fucking monkeys and shit. <laughs> but it's it's a rapey fucking, <laughs> you know, we evolved oh from really rapey creatures. Mammals are fucking rapey. Yeah. But we well, and, and- have evolved. <laughs> And we were, we were talking about that on our on our Discord server a little bit about how like we're we're one of the few you know mammals in general but creatures on this planet that actually worry about consent and and like that's that's kind of important that's kind of something that we need to like pay attention to it's like that that that's why we are who we are is because we we look at we've been able to look at people and be like you know what I'm not going to do that thing because you don't want me to. Like if you look at like it's it's everything it's like dolphins, monkeys, like insects, even like they 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 just like do the thing and because that's that's like that's what their biology says they should do. Yeah, and there's not once again there's nothing wrong with that. We developed a brain, um, a part of our brain that other animals haven't developed yet, and we can see a bigger picture and it helps us navigate our survival better. And some of it's good because we consider other people and we develop compassion in some of these things more so than other mammals and insects. But, you know, there's also a big default. We're still incredibly selfish. We still default to our emotions over logic, 99% of us. So there's still a lot of work to be done. So this is a challenging time. And that's why I go back to it's not, it's not wrong to say that you have a desire to not care about somebody. It's just... If we're going to evolve as a species and hopefully become a better species and become a better society of people and grow stronger and healthier, then we have to fight against some of those urges and realize that you can still have dirty, fucking crazy, wild, bloody, filthy, objectifying, tearing, biting sex. Mm -hmm. You just need to talk about it a little bit first. Yeah, like what... one thing that I've been noticing, uh, you know, in my like growing relationships that I've been talking to recently is like there's a lot of people that really want to do rough, kinky, disgusting things. But like y- you got to talk about it first. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how many of these cases come up. Obviously, if it's a civil case, it means there's money involved. So there's going to be plenty of lawyers that are going to line up to take these cases because they know they're going to get settlements and whatever. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. as much of a pain in the ass as this legal process is going to be, my hope is that it becomes so annoying that people are going to just realize, you know what? I don't want to go through that shit. So if we have to fill out a paper before we have sex and say, ooh, we'll do this and we'll do that, which we do in the dungeons sometimes. We do that. Sometimes we do written negotiations to see what you're into and what you're not into. Why not? Oh, I, I Why know, the fuck I know. not? What is it really? Is it really that big of a deal if it if it makes both people feel comfortable and you can get on to having your fucking fun sex? I, I, know, I know several players that, that like really really enjoy having like a spreadsheet and having like this is or like a checklist of like this is what i like this is what i don't like what do you like what do you don't like so they have like a reference but like that doesn't deter their their enjoyment of anything just make it about both of you 
and it'll probably work out okay. I agree. So what's the next one? This next one's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> In so an annoying, this, bratty way. Of course. This one comes from the website ericalust.com, and it is entitled Brat BDSM, Everything You Want to Know About Brats. <laughs> Here we go. I got to say, though, before you start, mm-hmm. um, the best article about brats I think I've ever read. Oh, th- with, yeah. With things that I'm like, finally, somebody explained it to where I understand brats better. Oh, it's it's a really well done article. Yeah. Um, and if anybody wants to read these articles, they are all listed on our preferred podcast face or FetLife group. Um, just look that up. Also, I link them in our Discord channel. Fantastic. Let's go. So, the first rule of being a brat is that rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> to many, they are misunder they are a misunderstood group within the BDSM world, but they do share a lot of the same traits as we would label as bratting in the outside world. A brat is someone who enjoys being mischievous and cheeky to their partners. Um, some see it as play and some see it as part of their complete identity. Um, and understanding the motivation of where your uh, bratting is coming from helps communicate what kind of brat you are. The article goes into some things that motivate brats um, to brat, but I will be just touching on a few of them um, right now. So many do it for the attention. They like all, uh, all eyes to be on them and their chaos to be admired uh, and with and with that chaos many are looking for someone to step in and tame them this can yes. take the form of punishments or punishments the ultimate consequence of their actions is part of the fun um, and if any um, brats are listening to this um, the writer Lola Jean is also a sex educator and runs a brat support group on meetup.com if anybody <laughs> would like to chat with other brats I love it <laughs> I love it Get more ideas. That's right. Yeah, let's put all the fucking brats together <laughs> so they can, like, connive together. Oh, my God. I have so many awful memories of putting more than one brat together. And oh, then you dangerous. just you literally walk into the room and they're just like whispering. And then you walk in and you're like, oh, God. And they give you that look. And, you know, <laughs> you just know it's going to be the longest night of your life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but fun, total, or the longest of theirs, depending on where it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the article. I I really enjoyed it. Um, there there's also a lot of they do kind of like questions that you would want to ask your your submissive, your brats to find out what kind of brat they are, uh, whether they're newer into the that thing of that strain of things, or if they want they're wanting to get into bratting more, um, like. Questions like, how do you prefer receiving instruction or criticism? Like, are they somebody who, um, like, they're a little bit more sensitive, they've had some trauma, and so maybe if you need to be critical, maybe you need to set aside a specific time. Do they prefer having very specific instructions, or you can, can just give them general things? It's, it's, it's that sort of thing. You want to find out what kind of brat they are. I had so much fun with this, and the things that I mostly want to first state, obviously... What this article shows, and from what we know from being around a lot of brats ourselves in real mm-hmm. time, is that there are so many different styles of brattiness. Oh, yeah. Once again, and we talked about this years ago when brat first started really, they took over the definition of brat to mean a spoiled, shitty child. And then mm-hmm. it became the playful version of 
rat we know. And now they're starting to really be able to make these definitions that help describe people's personalities that can really help you as a partner of a brat discover what kind of brattiness works for you and what absolutely doesn't because there are so many different styles of brats. There are dominant brats. There are the brats that are dominant brats that are on the bottom that they are basically bratting the quote unquote top until they get what they want out of them. That is a dominant brat. That is somebody who likes to bottom, who likes to receive, you know, sensations or those types of things, but knows exactly what they do. They are absolutely in control of that relationship. That is a type of brat. And a lot of people don't know that, that it's okay to be that. It's okay Mm -hmm. to say I act as the top and I create these things, but basically the brat is completely in control. Because what happens is a lot of people say, well, like, well, I'm not going to be controlled by the brat and I'm, you know, I'm the dominant and whatever. Well, that's your dynamic and that's your choice. But it is okay to have a dynamic where the brat is actually in control of the dynamic. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's finding out specifically in like these questions that you talked about Enigma that people can ask when you negotiate and you work through that. That's how you discover if that dynamic is going to work for you, because if it doesn't, then obviously you're not going to be able to continue uh, a serious relationship with somebody like that. The thing though, that, uh, was one of my favorite things is when she talked about autonomy um, which I'm going to be honest, I had to go look up. I kind of knew <laughs> autonomy meant independence right. or something like that or my thing. But it really made sense when I started looking it up because it's independence or freedom from control until the top has shown they have a better plan, which goes into what they talked about with the trust. Sometimes people are bratting at you because they want to test you to see if you're trustworthy because maybe they've had problems with other people in the class or maybe they don't give up trust easy. They don't like giving up that vulnerability because it can obviously hurt them. So they do a lot of that colorful uh, prodding Mm -hmm. to kind of see how you handle that. Can you handle me in the, in the good times and the bad times or do you, can you only handle me when I just lay there and do everything that you want? Once again, so many different dynamics. But one of the things I thought about with autonomy and something they said that was really, really key to if you're going to be in a relationship or play for long term with a brat is that autonomy, giving them that independence and control in certain moments that satisfy their need for independence so you can then be in control in the other avenues. And I'm like, okay, I have examples of this. I have simple examples. Like when I was with Bunny, Bunny, of course, could be very bratty, both Bunny and Mew and whoever the fuck. I'm a brat magnet, apparently. But Bunny was willing to submit in certain things that we did, but you had to let her literally lead and be in control of blanket forts. Literally. Like she wanted blanket forts, her creativity, how she created art, the types of things that she did. She had to lead and be in control. You couldn't come in and be like, we're going to build this, this, because, you know, as your daddy little girl relationship, there's a lot of fucking blanket forts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
I knew that though that was something to literally she would literally just like not be able to handle not being in control of that she had to handle every point every she built amazing amazing spherical recognition fucking <laughs> like like literally she was like a little engineer in her mind to make these amazing blanket forts and as long as you let her have control of certain things it built that confidence and gave her kind of the freedom like the give and take to then give up control in some of the other things and of course in some of the more serious things and that was something that I never really had a word for I just knew there was some things that you don't push there was some things you're like all right you got to give them a little give them a little authority give them a little you know mm-hmm. you're in charge of this and then that would sort of you know blend you know balance out the equation Right. Or, or like it could be cleaning. Like maybe they like they want to do some service for you and and then and then the play can happen and then the, the bratting can happen. But like, you know, I, I totally like you need you need to uh, allow or, or help your your partner find their niche and find what what gives them fulfillment. And, and then the play can happen. Sure. Um, that I mean, that goes back to the communication. Like it's like t- t- talking with your partner and figuring out what y'all like like that. That's what's going to make it fun. Just being a brat to be an asshole, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, and... it's not. It's not. I'm sure not into that. That's not. That's not yeah. what I'm going to do. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. And I was just thinking of other things because I'm like, oh, you let her build a blanket for it, aren't you? Just like so good. Um, I'm like, it sounded <laughs> kind of douchey. Other things that they were also in control, like especially Mew. I didn't try to control. Mew was me. Both Mew and Bunny were both intellectually smarter than me. Just a fact. I may have a lot of experience and have the gift of gab and be gregarious and have a lot of philosophical and street smarts, but intellectually, they were both smarter than me, grammatically, in that types of things. And so I never challenged that. I allowed myself to learn things from them, and I would ask them questions about things, and they would explain things to me. And that also made them feel very independent, even in the DDLG dynamic, that there were things that I allowed them. I didn't try to come in and control, especially because I wasn't smarter. So it was a fun experience. Like They would learn philosophical and life skills from me, but I would learn a lot of, you know, medical knowledge, science things, grammar, how to write, you know, different things that they did. So I think it should be more than just, you know, oh, here, you can build a blanket for it. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that I think that's that's a healthy relationship. Like they're supposed to be give and take. I think that's why we talk about how, yes, if in a DS dynamic or even in an MS dynamic, like, yes, somebody is technically in charge, but they're in charge because the other person put them in charge. Yeah, allowed and, that to happen. Yeah, yeah, they allowed that to happen. They they are giving the control, which means they can take that that control back. And I think w- once you understand and can appreciate that, I think a lot of more, a lot more doors open for you. Right. Once again, just like with the last topic, it's it's a team. Mm-hmm. It's a team, and there's there's the coach, and then the different coaching staff, and then. And then the team. And if you work together as a team, you're going to win a lot more games right? with your partner. If you try to control everything and you don't allow a person to even exist as a person, now then some people want that. Not denying that. The majority of people I've ever 
been with or played with do not want to just be your mindless doormat that does and i don't want to be with a doormat i want I to be either. with somebody yeah. that has a brain and has independence and can think their own th- and teach me fucking something like what the fuck man i'm not here for <laughs> fucking you know i mean of course i want you to let me to be able to put my cock in all your holes but right that, right of course you, you know duh but right. uh mm-hmm. But yeah, no, if if they're if you're working as a team with your partners, you're going to just discover a lot of stuff and find out what works and maybe some things that don't. I agree. Enigma, two fantastic topics. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good research. You are the magic man in finding this. If our uh, perverted podcast listeners want to find us on the onlines, <laughs> what would they does? Well, they does uh, go to FetLife. Uh, you can look up Perverted Podcast. There's both a group and a page. You can find us on Twitter. Just search Perverted PCast. And you can find us on Instagram. Just search Perverted Podcast. Double woo. Woo on behalf of Solaris. Woo! <laughs> that is the end of show 333. Uh, in all the excitement, I uh, forgot to record the ending of the show with our guest host, Lady Solaris. But we would like to thank Lady Solaris for guest hosting. And then, of course, the wondrous Enigma for stepping in with some amazing comments. Of course, as a reminder, always a super huge thank you to Headley, our show sponsor, and to all of our patrons who support the show. If you'd like to join us on our Patreon page, maybe give five bucks if you give a fuck, please go to patreon.com slash pervertedpodcast and check out supporting us there. An amazing show, some bad news, but you know what? Ultimately, fuck it, man. There is a mission, and we move forward with that mission. All the other shit will work itself out. I hope it does, and if not, fuck them. Fuck them. So, anyway, we got more show coming up for you next week. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for being the one thing that just keeps me going through all this. I do, do really appreciate you being here listening. And we will see you guys next week. If you let a dog lick your balls, tomorrow you might feel strange. If you get drunk at a party and let nine guys pound your boon Tomorrow you might feel strange Sometimes impulsive fantasies make really lame realities If you get caught jacking off into your stepmom's underwear Tomorrow you might feel strange If you go to the emergency room to get an object removed from your ass Tomorrow you might feel strange Sometimes impulsive fantasies While you're horny, all is fair game (laughs) It's dangerous to let your crotch replace your brain (laughs) Or tomorrow it might
might fuck with your head Or your job Or your family Or other personal relationships Not saying it's bad or immoral As long as you're not hurting someone else And it's among consenting adults It's all good Just saying think about it first Okay Thank you If you put on women's clothes and ask a cop for a cavity search Tomorrow you might feel strange If the video of you sucking dick winds up on the internet Tomorrow you might feel strange Sometimes impulsive Consequence late in reality. 